Hello, welcome back to episode four of Ramsey's Recaps. I'm your host, Courtney, and today I'm joined by my sister, Brittany. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you can say hi now. <laughs> I just said hey. I feel really awkward. <laughs> Brittany's never done a podcast before, so she's drinking. I have one cider in my hand, and I already have a backup lined up, so here we yeah. are. <laughs> So, Brittany, who are you? What do you do? I am a preschool teacher at OHSU. Yeah, Brittany and I have very different careers. <laughs> this is true. We do. Which is funny because you went to the arts high school and I went to the science high school. I know. And I was like, oh, photography. We don't know her anymore. We're now a teacher. <laughs> so, Brittany, what is your... I feel like I'm saying your name a lot. You Brittany. are. Brittany. <laughs> Brittany. 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 What is your experience with the Golden Ramsey cinematic universe? Oh, Ramsey, of course. Honestly, I love the man. I have watched majority of Kitchen Nightmares with you in our younger years. <laughs> and then that's like my go-to flight show. Also, I downloaded it off of YouTube many a time to watch it. Really? And then, yeah, on the iPad. <laughs> I'd watch it during flights home or like Hawaii or wherever I was going. And then, um, honestly, I really love the man. He loves his children so hard, and he is a great person. He just has to be an asshole for Americans to watch his show. You dig? Yeah. Have you watched any other Gordon Ramsay shows? I've watched the British version of Kitchen Nightmares, right? Isn't that where he's, like, super calm and collected? Yeah. We, yeah. we talk about this every episode, where, I, and then it's just, hello, today we're going to Chelsea, England, where there's a little pub, and he visits assistants. Yeah, and he's just like, I'm just trying to help them. And then America's like, you fucking suck! <laughs> so, am I allowed to cuss? Sorry. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and then, like, his new travel show that's on Disney Plus is pretty good, but yeah. He has a travel show on Disney Plus? Yeah, that's his, like, where he, the one I was telling you about where he, like, travels to other countries and, like, goes into their culture and was, like, climbing up um... mountains in Peru and was like, can't breathe, but we're gonna get these berries. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I just finished watching, I've talked about this a lot already on the podcast, 24 Hours to Hell and Back, which is his new Kitchen Nightmares-esque show, where he essentially does the same thing he does in Kitchen Nightmares, but in one day instead of a week. <laughs> That's all yeah. on Hulu. I recommend it. It's pretty fun. Heck yeah. But today's episode, we're doing Season 1, Episode 4, The Seascape Inn in Islip, New York. It is owned by Mother and Son, Irene and Peter. It is the oldest restaurant in Long Island, opened in 1962. Peter's father used to run the restaurant, but his father died, and now he runs it. And it is just like old people that go there. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know. That's true. It was only old people that went there. Even when it was fixed, it was only old people there. <laughs> it was like the Sherry's of seafood restaurants. <laughs> yeah. I have mentioned Sherry's a couple other times on this podcast now. <laughs> It's very specific to Oregon. Apparently, it's just like our reference for old people's Sherry's. Well, yeah, because you go to Sherry's, you get your old people food, and you get your Marionberry pie, and then you leave. Pie shake. This is a very specific Pacific Northwest uh, reference. No other place in the U.S. has a Sherry's. Not well, yeah, that's true. It's basically a Denny's. It's a little better than Denny's. It's like a shittier waff Waffle House. I've never been to Waffle House. I, I've yet to go to one. I like Waffle House. The oldest restaurant in Islip. I, I don't know how to say that city. I, I don't assume, know. I don't know. I forgot already. So it used to be fully booked when Peter's father ran it. But since he died, it has just become a sinking ship. He basically is like a million dollars in debt because of this restaurant. So Gordon comes and he's like, hey, I'm going to help you. Your restaurant smells like sewage. 
what is that god awful smell and uh, irene says that it is a sewage thing that they're having problems with mm-hmm. i was but, like fix that um <laughs> old people love the sewage smell because they're still there yeah but irene also is like like peter's like kind of a nothing person mm-hmm. much like a lot of the owners in kitchen nightmares is that he's just very like life is just passing him by he's like hunched over pale little man yeah he's like yeah his mom is constantly screaming at him to become a better man and to be like the man up and like step up and take control and irene says very confidently that if the board of health were to come at, to their restaurant right no, now she said that they did she said they came to the, the restaurant and that they gave him a 95 percent. yeah which is a lie <laughs> fucking lie dude no way so gordon sits down and orders food and again in these like early episodes he's not ordering a lot of food like he does in later seasons where he orders the entire menu so he gets crab cakes because he always gets crab cakes true um he gets lobster ravioli which is i guess his favorite food he says that in some episode that i watched of something where he's like i love lobster ravioli but it's always bad so why does he get it because he wants to be surprised he wants his favorite food to be good. And then he got salmon. Also, his waitress, Marilyn. Salmon pesto. The pesto, Cordy. The pesto. It's Cajun salmon with pesto. Yeah, but the pesto. <laughs> we'll get to the pesto. His waitress is Marilyn. She's been working at the same restaurant since 1967, which She's is a queen. insane. Um, I loved Marilyn. She's my favorite person from that restaurant. So the crab cakes are, of course, disgusting. They're, They're microwaved. Cool. They're microwaved. Irene is also like super fl- flirting with Gordon because. Dude, she wants Gordon Ramsay's dick. <laughs> okay. This happens in every, every uh, few episodes or every other episode where there's a one female person in this, in this restaurant industry who is like, has to talk, go and be like, Gordon Ramsay is the hottest man I've ever seen. It like, it's, uh, it's like obligatory at this point that somebody has to say that. Honestly, I think it might be in his contract because Mama Irene was like, if it was 20 years ago. <laughs> I just love little blonde men. <laughs> yeah, she's like, he's fine. <laughs> it's just because he's British. It's purely because he's British and mean. Like, <laughs> Probably. She probably has some weird complex. Um, I think she's like Greek or something, though. She has uh, an accent. She does. The lobster ravioli is gross. Of course it is. The salmon is dry and the pesto is like disgusting. And then later in the kitchen inspection, he finds the pesto bowl and it's rancid. It's molded and gross. And that's what they fed him. They fed him rotten pesto. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes the line choked on your mother's cookie, but I don't know what that's a reference to. Oh, because of all the, sh- the powdered sugar? He inhaled it because it was so powdered sugary. He was like, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it was like a traditional cookie from her it was, yeah. country, like a Greek cookie, and he just like choked on it. I've had those before. I lived with Greek people, remember? <laughs> they're really good when they're done right. Peter, meanwhile, the entire time is just like yelling on the phone in front of everybody. Oh yeah, he's like running through the restaurant and he's like, burr, 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 burr. Yeah, just like on his flip phone because it is in fact 2007. And a landline. Um, <laughs> there was a landline moment at some point too. So Chef Doug comes out and or Gordon goes and meets with Chef Doug, who claims to be a world-renowned chef. He's just an asshole. Gordon tells him his food is shit, and Doug says, "Fuck you." Basically, if you don't like it, get out. Yeah, and he thinks that Gordon being brought to the restaurant is just like a slap in the face of Doug, who has like 38 years of experience in the kitchen. I was like, oh, 
Do you? Do you, though? Do you really? Yeah. Chef Doug was my least favorite person. The second I, like, saw him, I was like, this man is too cocky and trying to compensate for something. So then they, uh, Gordon comes back for dinner service to observe a dinner service. And the customers aren't impressed with the food. They send everything back. It's cold. It's undercooked. It's burnt. The pot roast looked like vomit. <laughs> it looked so bad. So bad. It, and then Gordon goes back in the kitchen to, like, see what's going on back there. Gordon sees a chef just, like, drop a can of tomato sauce all over the floor. But nobody goes to clean it up. And so Peter just ends up cleaning it up. Peter was their bitch. Yeah, because Peter's just a fucking wet blanket. And then Gordon or Gordon starts going around the kitchen and is like, this kitchen is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> he takes, like, a spatula to the wall or something. Yeah, he, like, takes a scraper, like, uh, that you use to clean tables in a restaurant to, like, scrape off the stuff from the crevices, and he, like, scrapes the wall, and it's just, like, sludge oozing off of it. So gross. Like, uh, I could never imagine. I've worked in restaurants, and, like, that would never fly. Yeah, I've never worked in a restaurant, but every guest I've had so far seems to have also worked in a restaurant, so. Yeah, working at, shout out to Valley Commissary, we miss you, RIP, COVID took you away. Yeah, COVID destroyed that business, but it was the best restaurant to work out, but, like, if that was ever to be the case for, like, the restaurant, Jesse would have killed somebody, that's the owner. (laughs) He would have been like, who the fuck came into my kitchen and did this? So gross. Gordon truly will stick his hand into anything. It's it's wild to me that he just is so brave and it's just like, let me stick my hand into this like vat of grease, even though I don't know what's in there. And then he finds the pesto. He finds the pesto bowl full of moldy pesto. And he would we get the classic, I've eaten this. I ate this. You fed this to me. I've eaten this. It's rotten. It's fucking disgusting. Fucking oh <laughs> And Peter's just like smiling the entire time. Peter just like is smiling. Peter's like, <laughs> so Gordon is like, this kitchen isn't clean at all. He comes back the next morning. Also, like Doug's parsley fetish. There's parsley on fucking everything. Doug has like a weird kink for parsley, I feel like, because he had to garnish everything with parsley. And that's like a strong spice to put on things. But as Gordon Ramsay says, that's the sign of an insecure chef because they're just trying to cover up something with a garnish. True. Hot take. I don't like parsley. You know how people have a weird thing with cilantro? I have it with parsley. Oh, I prefer cilantro over parsley anytime. Yeah. In popular opinion, I sub parsley with cilantro quite often because I hate parsley. <laughs> Parsley's gross. Maybe it's like another genetic thing where, because it kind of just tastes like dirt to, to me. Maybe it's just our Hispanic blood that's like not made. <laughs> you need. No Italian. No Italian. No Italian. <laughs> only cilantro. Cilantro. Oh, yeah. Also, in the tour of the kitchen, he finds, like, an old, gross cut of pork, which Doug is like, well, that's my pork. He's like, you fucking eat this? <laughs> You're gonna eat that? What? Dude, it looked like lobster at first. Like, before he said it was pork, I was like, ew, look at that lobster tail. And then he's like, this is pork? And I was like, how the hell is that pork? What? And then out of a Purina dog food bag. The pork bag. Oh, my God. The dog food bag. It, no, that was the meat bag. Oh, my that's God. the meat bag. Peter is blaming the chef, and Doug is just not doing anything. He just is, like, being lazy and nasty. They have 20 tables booked for the evening, and Gordon says, we're shutting it down. We're closing the restaurant Shut tonight. it down. Which, this is the first time the restaurant has been shut down in any form, but we haven't gotten the true middle-of-dinner service shutdown yet, which I'm looking forward to, because this is, this is a pre-dinner service shutdown, so nobody's in the restaurant yet. And he makes everybody clean. Yes, they make... 
the two chefs clean, which the, the sous chef is also a dick. He's also not great. <laughs> True. Honestly, he just has given up on life and is just like floating through. He's like, oh, they'll pay, they'll pay me no matter what because I'm here. So the next day, Gordon comes back and is like, "I clean kitchen, fresh start. Time to get to down to like changing some things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you how to make a fresh bass dish. Yeah. And he makes this like beautiful fish. He takes it up to Irene and Peter with Doug and is like, everyone taste it. This is the special for the night. And Doug says, I will not taste your food. And <laughs> Gordon is appalled. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, how could you refuse? Like, that is just the biggest sign of disrespect is, like, refusing to try someone's food. Like, even if you don't like the person or you, like, don't know what the food really is. Like, if anyone's offering you food in a setting of that sort, especially Gordon Ramsay, you taste it. You try it. You give it a a bite. (laughs) Yeah, and Gordon says, I'm seriously insulted that you won't try my food. Like, I've never had no one... I've never had a chef, another chef, say they won't try my food. Yeah. It's rude as hell. So rude. All I could think at this point was, like, fucking fire Doug. Like, get Doug out of there. Doug is just a cancer on company. Like, goodbye. And Gordon is like, Peter, they don't care. Like, you need new chefs. And then he does. Peter does fire Doug. Yeah. And I was, I was like, applauding the TV at that point. I was like, you did it, guys. Get him out of there. <laughs> So Peter is just like a, a spineless man. I'm insulting this man. I don't know, but that's just what TV does to you. Um, so uh, Gordon takes him to a boxing ring, which is, I think, the first time he's taken someone to a boxing ring, but it will not be the last. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, this like wet noodle of a man trying to punch as Gordon Ramsay is standing there like proud and tall. Yeah, I honestly think, so like Peter just like had a lot of, self issues like he had a lot of things going on emotionally that he needed to deal with and i think ramsey was the first step on that healing path yeah this moment of boxing which was a comedic thing to observe but honestly it's like empowering him it is a thing with gordon ramsey where he does come in and play therapist a little bit too he's not just like chef gordon ramsey he's also dr gordon ramsey yeah he's like let me heal you so peter admits that he knew the kitchen was dirty he knew there were problems at the restaurant but he's just been living in like the shadow of his daddy issues for so long because I wrote his dad my notes in all caps daddy issues poor Petey. <laughs> I wrote oh daddy issues <laughs> like he's just so upset that his dad dad was never like nice to him or never loved him yeah and now he wants to like prove his father wrong and prove that he can be a strong leader in this restaurant mm-hmm. so Gordon is like we can do this together make overtime Restaurant gets a makeover. It looks bad. Um, <laughs> the new makeover on that restaurant. I was like, where's the difference? <laughs> Truly, it looked like they took the same restaurant and just painted it red. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? You repaired the walls that were falling apart and falling off and like whatever yeah. leaks and sewage smell. But design team could have done way better. But also it was 2007. That's the thing with a lot of these early restaurants is I'm like, is it a bad makeover or is it 2007? I think it's a, two- I think it's a 2007 moment. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. The red is a lot, though. Like having an entirely red restaurant with like dark wood fighting is a lot it's trying to spark that hunger the building is like ancient i think that they were trying to keep that aesthetic of old 
because it is like a really old historic building but yeah, it's not the old people they don't want to change them too much they'll scare them away yeah so gordon brings in a new chef and a new menu and he brings in jean baptiste his like head of whatever at his own restaurant mm-hmm. in and he brought in Jean-Baptiste to show Peter how to be more elegant as a hostess and an owner and a manager. And he was like, Peter, put on that fucking jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he puts on a jacket. Peter is like dressed there waiting to do his thing. Uh, Jean tells him how to handle customers. But Peter immediately just falls apart. Like immediately falls apart. <laughs> My favorite part about Jean-Baptiste trying to like teach Peter was when he was like this is how you should walk through tables and he's like showing this elegant walk around the tables and is like shoulders back standing tall and then Peter runs through like a baby rhino like the 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 and Gordon's like what are you doing no it's it's pretty bad so the the menu I did observe the menu still looked bigger than the menus he does in later seasons. You like later in when he does new menus, it's like a piece of paper with ten items, and this one looked like it was like at least twenty items. So it's still a bigger menu. Yeah, it was pretty large. So the the new chef is having trouble in the kitchen because orders are being placed wrong. So he has Peter go from front of house to back of house to start expediting mm-hmm. because they need a leader in the back. And the waitresses were just doing whatever they wanted. The waitresses were also bad. The waitstaff in this episode were also terrible yeah because they were taking out entrees before appetizers and stuff they weren't like following the tickets so the whole it's just a whole ass mess back there uh gordon tells peter that he this is his moment to step up and take charge and do what he needs to do irene loses it and peter and her start arguing customers are fed up people start walking out but then peter's like i can be the man i can be the man this restaurant needs i'm the hero this restaurant deserves and he steps up and now food is getting uh, out of the kitchen in the correct way it's getting better yeah and they had like a lot of people waiting too just like standing and peter was like i'll get you guys some wine just 20 minutes 20 more minutes yeah he was just like get them drunk let's go guys my i felt so bad for that little girl though who like everyone at the table was eating with her and like five different shots the mom's like she still hasn't gotten any food she still hasn't gotten any food and this little girl's just like looking at the camera like Help, I'm hungry. Someone yeah. feed me. <laughs> I'm giving her some of their food. Like Someone give on. her some freaking mussels and noodles. That's all she ordered. <laughs> I'll give her some french fries. Like. Help this child. <laughs> yeah, but overall, the consensus was that relaunch was a quote-unquote success. And Gordon can rip down that clothes sign that he put on that sign out front. Yeah, that janky-ass traffic cone that they had out front. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the traffic seascape. sign. <laughs> seascape. After the episode aired, they do like, uh, what happened next? Marilyn brought back her tableside flambe, which was a hit. Yeah. I have never been to a restaurant that does tableside anything. It seems like so 80s. I honestly want to experience it. Olive Garden does tableside salad making. I don't go to Olive Garden. I've only been there like twice, but I'm just saying I've experienced that where they're like tossing the salad in front of everybody and they're like, some for you, some for you. Yeah, I've been to the Times Square Olive Garden twice, which is random. You just said you don't go to Olive Garden. These are yeah, but I've been there twice. I didn't order salad. Liza Minnelli. Remember how Peter asked Gordon for a hug because of his daddy issues? (laughs) He needed a hug. You're my new daddy. He's like Gordon. You're my new father. Take me, take me home. Gordon's like, I have six kids already. I'm good. Gordon's like, peace, peace, chicken grease. Do not. (laughs) After the episode aired, uh, Scott stayed on to train new chefs. Scott was the new chef that Gordon brought in. Yes. 
The Seascape closed in 2007 and was sold to new owners just five. So the episode was filmed in March of 2007. It premiered in like October of November of 2007. This but by that the point, too. yeah. But by that point, the uh, the restaurant was already sold to new owners. And according to reviews of the restaurant, they went back to their old menu, which was unpopular. The Seascape was going to reopen, but it never did. And I guess now it's a steakhouse, and people think it's good. Well, that's a evolution of a uh, Seascape. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I understand it. If my restaurant was like just about to be on Kitchen Nightmares, I would probably also sell it because somebody would be like, "Oh, Gordon Ramsay was here. I'll give a million dollars. Give me, give me the restaurant." Give me- <laughs> You're like, "All right, uh, an offer you can't refuse." <laughs> an offer you can't refuse. Any other fun observations or things you want to talk about for this episode? Um. Oh, I just had one line that I really was proud of when I wrote it down, and it was about the pesto. And it was like, pesto, more like pesto, am I right? And that's all. Mm. <laughs> that's all I have for you. Clever girl. And, oh, lobster ravioli, more like lobster rockioli, because he was, like, smashing against things and it wouldn't break. I'm comedic. Yeah. You're so funny. <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah. I was just writing some one-liners for you. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> you asked me to be on here, Courtney. <laughs> you know you what I bring to the table, and it's not always good. <laughs> I interrupted your empanada making to make you Dude. <laughs> fucking watch Kitchen Nightmares with me. Gordon Ramsay's about to come into my kitchen and say, these are disgusting! But they're actually it's really rotten. good. It's good. They're good empanadas. <laughs> rotten! rotten. <laughs> well, Brittany, yes. we, we made it through the episode. You did it. You survived your first podcast. I did survive my first podcast, and it was way not as long as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, these episodes are hard to gauge because I every episode is vastly different. And like, if we had is. that one Italian family, I would have had way more to talk about. Which Italian family? The one in this season that's like the guy's always trying to fight Ramsey because he is like some big tough Jersey man. And then, oh, like, the very first episode. Oh, maybe. And the bill collectors are always showing up at the door. Yeah, that's the very first episode well, of the season. I love that episode. Whoever you did that with, I'm jealous. <laughs> I did that with Alana. Well, Alana, salute. <laughs> what are your other favorite episodes? I don't even know, man. That's the only one I really, that has stuck with me in my my days. Not Amy's Baking Company? I don't remember that one. You need to go back and watch Amy's Baking Company. I will go back and watch Amy's Baking Company. <laughs> that's the only time Gordon Ramsay has walked away. Feisty. Oh yeah, it's like the last episode of season five, and then the first episode of season six. They do like a a recap. A recap. Yeah, <laughs> like this is what happened at Amy's Baking Company, and it's been a year. So let's see what's happening now. <laughs> God damn it, Amy! It's a it's a bad place. It's a bad time. Really unenjoyable. Every week to go with the podcast, I will be cooking a recipe from the Gordon Ramsay cookbook. Mm. I'm going to Julie and Julie my way through this cookbook, and this week's episode, this week's recipe is let me get to the table of contents recipe number four stuffed roast chicken oh i have little chickens i could do send me the recipe yeah i have a whole ass roast chicken that i'm gonna make i love roasting chickens we have little cornish game hens i guess it's not a chicken but oh it's a chorizo stuffing spicy i love chorizo i'm gonna stuff this meat with other meat (laughs) exception it's thanksgiving week if you're Food's not being stuffed with other food. Are you doing it correctly? Turducken. 
bacon wrap turkeys. Have you ever had a turducken? No, but one of my life goals is to make one. I've been really experimenting that's like a lot. with I don't like duck. lately. I've never tried duck. See, that's also a thing. Yeah, it's too fatty for me. I don't like dark meat. Can I shout out my TikTok so people go like my videos? <laughs> uh, yeah. Shout out your TikTok. Go follow Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> go follow me on TikTok uh, at Brittany Sile, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-S-E-Y-L, and watch my cooking videos and make me famous, everybody, because... I got recipes on there, you know? I haven't been posting any new ones, but it's Thanksgiving week and we're about to put out some new ones. Boom. I'll put the link to your TikTok in the description of this episode next to the link to my TikTok where you can find you can find all of my um, Gordon Ramsay cook-along videos. And they're not filmed very well because I'm not good at filming them yet. We get there. My transitions still are not the best, but we try. My TikTok also has weird comedy things, so don't worry about it. There's no theme. <laughs> Oh, my TikTok is also just, like, random videos that I think are funny that I made. Same. Like me as Dustin. <laughs> my face on Dustin's That was face. weird. That was, <laughs> that was a weird one. There's gonna be more. <laughs> I think your Miss Frizzle one is your best one. I love my Miss Frizzle video. I wish it went viral, but it didn't. I mean, repost it. See what happens. Just keep posting it until I'm famous. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, follow my Instagram at Brittany Style. I have 700 followers on Instagram. Yeah, you're not a celebrity. Yeah, Courtney's a celebrity. Courtney's a celebrity in this family. I have 700 followers on Instagram. I'm going to plug this podcast on there so people come and watch it. Uh, I don't have seven. I have 300 followers on Instagram. I have like, so. Well, I only have 40 followers on TikTok. So, you know, we live in life. Oh, I think I have like 30. But, but I don't post on there very often. Instagram's where everyone gets my info. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brittany, for being on this episode. Yeah. It was a short one, but Thanks. I'll have to wait for a more exciting episode. Bring me back. Let me watch some more feisty takes. Yeah, I'll find a I'll find a, a hot episode for you to be on. Let me expand my horizons. Any parting words for the fans? Stay true to you, BBs, and uh, fuck Trump. That's all. Goodbye. <laughs> Wear a mask. Wear a mask. <laughs> Just because they are over the pandemic doesn't mean it's over. Whatever the songs. The pandemic's not over just because you're over it. That's it. I remember. Bye. <laughs> This has been episode four of Ramsey's Recaps. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot. You can follow Ramsey's Recaps on Instagram at Ramsey's Recaps. You can also follow me on Instagram at Courtney Sile. If you want to help support the podcast, you can go to ko-fi.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Courtney Sile. Throw us a few dollars. It really helps me do these recipes. They can be a little pricey. Gordon Ramsay has very fine tastes, okay? And I gotta do him justice. Be sure to follow me on TikTok as well to see all those recipes. That's at It's A Me Courtney. And I will see you in the next one. Bye.